what is there like a Viking movie starring Dustin Hoffman? Uh, hold on. All right. Last Warrior. Viking movie. Last Warrior. No, I th- it was like older. It was like from the nineties or eighties or something. Huh. Thirteenth Warrior. Is that it? Oh, this might be it. 13th Warrior, 1999, starring Antonio Banderas. <laughs> okay. Okay, so okay, just so... maybe pretty close to <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Nope. Goodbye, Screwy. See you in St. Louis. Remember that, uh, Andrew, from <laughs> Looney Tunes or whatever? Nobody uh, uh, nobody says that was, anymore. I don't know if anybody said it then, but the cartoon characters always said it. They're like, "What? goodbye, Screwy. See you in St. Louis. They would always rhyme something like that. Was that Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes? You remember Tiny Tunes? Uh, same family, right? It's like, yeah, I mean... Right, I um, if we, they like, if they were saying it, I mean, con- continuity-wise, if they were saying it in Tiny Tunes, then they they had yeah. to have been saying it in Looney Tunes, and and vice versa. They had to right. have learned oh, it somewhere, right? So good point, good point. Yeah. All right. So it's probably you know what I mean. Like they wouldn't, anyway. they wouldn't, they wouldn't. You can't go on IMDb and you look up, you know, continuity fails, and they say, you know, uh, you know, little little bugs bunny um, told somebody that they were screwy, and he would see him in St. Louis, and then and then adult bugs bunny said he's never heard of St. Louis. Like obvious continuity <laughs> fail. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I would love to see continuity fails on on Looney Tunes. I, I <laughs> yeah, somebody took the time to figure that one out. Anyway, this show the, is all the about Tiny Looney Tunes. Tunes. The, the Tiny Tunes weren't even uh, the actual. They they wasn't Bugs and Daffy, right? No, it was actually it was it was Buster Bunny. And Buster all, and pl- Plucky, I think, was the Plucky. Good duck, pull on right? That one. Mm-hmm. Plucky yeah. duck. Wow. What was the uh, What was the idea though? Was they even in the same country? Who knows? Is that yeah, no, interesting the, the idea to Tunes... not have it be like baby bugs and stuff like that? No. Well, the Looney Tunes, the bugs, and all them, they were the professors who were teaching them how to be funny. That was the premise of the show. They oh, funny. okay. Yeah. Now we're talking. Kind of like a Cobra Kai. You ever see that show where it's like, okay, now they're old and they're teaching the younger generation how to do karate, except instead of karate, they're doing like, you know. Where the, the thing where the eyes uh, bug out of their head and, right, and uh, yeah, hitting, explode. Yeah, and arguing about duck season and rabbit season and stuff like that. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> duck season, rabbit season debate club. Yeah. <laughs> that's the debate club at Tiny Toons. <laughs> I mean, that's probably that's we're probably just thinking of jokes they had already thought of in the writers' room. Right, that, that that's anyway, probably but, in the know. show. Actually, you know, well, we could write for that show. Great. All right, see so you guys. All right, well, let's podcast. pack it we're up. Gonna... We're done with this episode. Yeah, we're let's move let's move into our new. We got our we got to start our new job Wait. tomorrow, Andrew. As the guys who are writing Tiny Tunes twenty years too late. <laughs> Uh, I think that um, this has gone on long enough because uh, this was our way of saying that if you have more than one friend, you should not be listening to the show. You should probably just go watch Tiny Tunes or something cool like that. Well, you know, we'll see you in St. Louis is where we'll see That's you. That's right. We uh, will see you in St. Louis. Nobody, not enough people uh, reference uh, St. Louis in, 
anymore. It seems like they always did it back in the day. But anyway, this game, uh, Andrew, that we're covering today didn't come from St. Louis. Uh, it came no. from way up, way up north. You know what I mean? Much, much farther yeah. north than St. Louis. What game? What game are we covering this week here? Yeah. Well, you know what? Why do we even have, have to say that, right? I mean, it's in the title. Yeah. Why would we even say the name of the game? Actually, I mean, it's already if you're if you're listening, you clicked on it, and it's already there, right. so you know exactly what this game is called. There's no need to repeat it. You saw the Battleship episode, and you said, "Oh, Battleship!" And you clicked on it, right? You saw, mm-hmm. you saw um, Jaipur. You clicked on that one. You know, so this mm-hmm. one, you know too. Guess we don't, who? We don't need to say this. Why? Why? We're. I feel like it's silly to just say the name of this game. Kind of redundant knows. to say the name of it. So moving yes. on, Andrew. Let's. No, I'm just kidding. Give, <laughs> giving, 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 gotcha. getting people so frustrated uh, <laughs> because they want to hear us pronounce the dang name of this game. And honestly, I'm not gonna stick with the charade, Andrew, because I love saying the name of this game. It's actually very pleasing. Yes. This game is called Nefetafel, and <laughs> oh, it's uh, Scandinavian, so right? Yeah, this is a uh, Nefetafel, aka Viking Chess. Some people refer to this as because it was right. Well, we'll get more. In- well, we'll get more into it later, but it was played by Vikings. Uh, it's an oh. ancient game. Yeah, let's not get too far into it, Andrew, because before we do, I really want to sum this up in one sentence. One sentence explanations. Okay, let's sum it up in one sentence here. Um, I would say that uh, this game is Viking chess is chess, but the king got real famous and now he needs to escape from the paparazzi. That's Nefetafel. I like it. Some royal drama. Yeah, that joke is a lot funnier if you... Not a lot funnier. It's a slightly funnier if you know the rules of this game. If you don't know the rules of this game, then you're, it doesn't make any sense anyway. So Good point. After you get to the end of this episode, rewind it and hit that joke yeah. again. <laughs> Go, you know what I mean? And listen to that joke again. You'll, you'll get a slight little giggle out of yourself. Not You'll much, love it. But, you know, that's what that's they say. You get, you're going to get that one on the way home, they say. Uh, <laughs> Andrew... I'm going to sum this game up in one sentence by saying that Nefetafel is a chess-like game of trying to help a king escape an ambush, but the king's as powerful as an adult playing tackle football against five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what this game is like, is the, the king is, is playing it's... tackle football, American football, uh, against a bunch of children. Yeah, perfect. Right. <laughs> Just stiff-arming all the... Other players in the game, you know what I mean? And haven't you ever fantasized about that? Just when you're you're watching, even like a little kids' soccer game, just be like, man, I could get out there and do a lot better than that, you know? Just just go out there and just wipe the floor and, with them, and just just violently uh, beating them. No, I'm actually not a, a really a psychopath, but it's good to know, oh. Andrew. I'm just writing this down in my small notebook about you here. Good, good. Keep that. Keep just, that going. How there. do you spell? Uh, yeah. How do you spell fantasizes? Uh, you know, child uh, child death. <laughs> No, I found it. No, <laughs> well, okay. I did not I just say death. I did not say death. <laughs> that's true. Okay, now. good point. Just hospitalization. Words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how do we play Nefetafel here? Let's get into it. How do we play this All game? right, Andrew, why the heck do they call this thing it's like chess? Uh, well, I mean, it's mm. just, it's it's a series of squares, and your players right. move along them, and you have pieces, and that's... Now you're playing chess, baby, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the thing that's different about this, Andrew, is that all of every single one of the pieces has the same exact freedom of movement. You know what I mean? Unlike yes. chess, where every piece moves differently, in this game, everybody moves essentially like the rook in chess, which is to say, you pick a direction and you can move as far as you want in that direction along the path, along the squares. Um, yes. So whether that's moving one square or whether that's moving 
11 squares. That's totally up to you. You can only go one direction, though. That's the only limitation. And literally every is... piece moves like that, whether you are the king itself or you are another one of the other pieces on the board. So you can only move orthogonally, right? I, I saw somebody on uh, mm -hmm. board game Twitter talking about how it's pretentious to say orthogonally. It is the best know. word for it, though. I mean, the only other <laughs> word that is as clear is to say the cardinal directions. And I, it, the, even that is yeah. already, that's your two words. Orthogonal sums it up <laughs> in one word. So, I mean, it, yeah. it, it is a, a word that you don't hear very often. So it is kind of elitist, I guess, or whatever. But it's like, it is the perfect word for it. So just learn it, you know? Yeah. Or you could say they move like a rook. I, I don't know. That's pretty good. That's that's true. I mean, you know, then you got people who uh, have wiped chess from their memory. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's true. They got men in blacked with chess. They got men in blacked after after learning Every chess. Every chess game you know they play, I mean? they they get a light shined in their face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Andrew, so, the whole here's the whole point, right? Is you there's two sides. You're either the king and his supporters, essentially, or you're the people who yep. are ambushing the king, the attackers. So you have the defenders of the king and the attackers who are attacking the king, and the defenders. Uh, start out in the center of the board, and they're all surrounding the king. And then the attackers start out along the edges, outside edges of the board, and they're trying to close in and um, trap the king, basically. And meanwhile, you're you're trying to maneuver it so that the king can find a way out to one of the four corners of the board. Um, yep. Now we are specifically, Andrew. We should say right up top. Uh, on this episode that we are specifically playing the Copenhagen rules of this game, which are, to yeah. my understanding, the most recent and modern set of rules that are still being used like in, in tournaments, essentially. So I, that's why I figured we should probably go with this set of rules. There are different sets of rules, but this one seems like the most up-to-date, recent, modern, and still used in, in tournament play, basically. And um, yeah. I'm sure you'll get into it more in a second but um exactly but it, they basically tweaked it so that to help in different ways so there is in these rules there is like another way that the attackers can trap the king uh, can win basically and there's another way that the king can escape on the side of the board so they they came up with a couple of different small extra auxiliary rules to help balance gameplay too but generally you're going to want your king to try to escape to one of the corners of the board and if you're the attackers you're going to want to get in the way of that you're trying to surround the king on all four sides like immediately around like making a little plus sign right uh, with your, if you're the attacker, that is the only way that you can yes. trap and/or capture the king. Basically, a normal capture, any other piece on the board can get captured and taken off the yep. board if they are sandwiched in between two of the opposing players, specifically actively sandwiched. So you have to like close, you have to close in on the other side of somebody with your cohort on the other side of them to make a capture. But the king is so powerful that you have to do it on all four sides, all four or. Oh, so, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind my podcast back to the beginning where you made that joke about flag football. Adults. Oh no, it was uh, it was already funny there, Andrew. Y you know, uh, uh, our our placement of that specific segment right there does make sense. So all the critics <laughs> oh, can. <laughs> okay. We don't have to change that at all. No. Okay. Um, Perfect. It and that's it, basically. So I mean, it's really simple rules. Basically, it's like you get to move. Yeah. You choose a piece and move it wherever the heck you want to move it in one direction and just 
There you go. It, it just, just like chess, basically, it's one of those things where there's no luck involved. It's all skill. You There's no card yes. flipping. There's no dice rolling. You literally have to look at the board and just choose what you think is the best move for your piece and just hope that you chose right, basically. And just uh, if you're the attackers, you, you're hoping that you can kind of close in, like you said. And if you are the defenders, you're, you're hoping that you're opening up a path for your king to escape through. And in the meantime, you can be capturing and taking off the other team's pieces. But, you know, it... it it depends on your strategy. That's not always the best strategy to go for and just take off as many pieces as you can. Right. Because especially if you're the attackers, you don't want to leave those exits wide open for the king to just zip across the board and escape. Right. Um, and we, right. And we should probably we should probably get into our our little opinion here on this, Pete, because we've we've talked about this. We've Pete and I have played several games of this uh, of Viking chess at this point mm-hmm. now, and it seems like to us, acor- not according to the internet, but it seems like to us that the the king's side has an advantage at least it's easier to win yeah Yeah. i did read a fair amount of that in the reviews of this game too though so it does seem like we're not alone in in that respect um it it, because it's so hard uh, with the copenhagen rules yet because you have to capture the king on all uh, surround the king on all four sides that just is so it's doubly as powerful as as the other characters in the game basically and and it's it's hard to do that quite frankly so it, it um even even your best attempts can can get kind of dodged or juked you know what i mean if you will out of the way so it's really it's really tough to pull off a win as the attackers we have found thus far i mean i think i think we're slowly starting to figure out better ways of playing as the attackers i think that is the side that takes longer to kind of figure out the strategy but i mean out of all the games we've played andrew i probably well, literally 100% of them have the king as one. I was about to say 90% yes. or something like that. And then I went back and I was like, no, wait, we've never won as the king or uh, as yeah. the attackers. So, um, never. We're getting closer. Yeah. We're getting closer, but, we're getting you know, closer but, we feel. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the king is definitely overpowered. And Andrew, e- that's even despite the fact that one of the ways they try to balance this game more um, is there is, in the Copenhagen rules uh, and, and setup of the game, there is twice the amount of players on the attacker side than there are on the defender's side. So yeah. imagine if they were like the same number of pieces on, on, on both sides, essentially. You'd have to, I mean, they, they do uh, what they do nerf the, um, <laughs> the king if, to use uh, video game parlance or whatever in that respect um because i think tablut is another similar game in this family of games where i think it's more even numbers on both sides and and i think in that one you can capture the king just by doing a normal attacker on on each side of them like you would the other pieces but in the copenhagen rules specifically the fact that you have to surround them on four sides even if you have double the amount of pieces as the attackers is that you do as the defenders it's tough man i will say this game gets a couple extra points from me personally okay because we have we have finally done it pete we have finally found a game that has a mobile app where you can play over the course of several days take a turn yeah. wait a couple days take another turn it's it's the first one that pops up when you search nephitophel at least in the in the uh, apple app store right this is what they would call and a dad dad friendly app which is to say oh you can God. make a move and then go feed a kid carrots for 5 minutes <laughs> followed by, you know, building blocks for 2 hours and then make your next move when he gets yes. put down for a nap or something like that. So, uh yes, yes. I can understand, you know, why it's, this is uh is treasured in your heart. I have been harping on this since day 1 of this podcast. We have a chess app like that. None of these other games. We're up to episode 24 and we're finally found one. Thank you Nefetafel. So, um <laughs> everybody needs to go get on this app. So people can finally see that we need more of these apps like this. I mean, it's just 
Why would you not make every two-player game like this? Ugh. I know. And they end, uh, this is a side note, but the, the app that we specifically found, uh, you, you can choose avatars for them, and they're, they're quite silly, <laughs> the faces they make, which is, I, I think, my, my favorite part of it, too, which is great. So, But anyway. Lots of different Viking faces in there and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's looking like maybe Mike Judge, you know, from Beavis and Butthead, maybe <laughs> was like a help them, you know, was a was an artistic consultant on oh, that. Yes. They just they just oh, they're right. looking uh, like they're looking lewd and rude, and I I like it. I <laughs> I think it's a very specific uh, choice on their part. Which like uh, which app Hank, are we talking Hank about? With... I'm not going to tell you. You know what I mean? First of all, I don't remember what it's called, and second of all, I want you to find it based on that little tidbit about the about the avatars. <laughs> It's called Nefetafel. That's that's it. So, uh, oh, okay. That's all it's called. There are a few that are called Nefetafel. So you got to figure out yeah. which one Pete's talking about. But yeah, it's just uh, thank you, thank you to whoever made this app. It's fantastic. So yeah, yeah. there you go. That's my, so anyway, the app gets uh, ten out of ten, and uh, let's wrap it up, Andrew. Let's get it nice again. Hundred percent. Two should use this app. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Andrew. Um, so it, this is called Viking Chess. It was, uh, the, I would assume, played by Vikings, which means this is an old game. So is that yes. true, or what's up? Uh, am I, am I telling a... am I telling tales out of class? Did they just call it Viking <laughs> Chess, and it was made two years ago, or what? It is an old old game. I don't think that uh, the Vikings called it Viking chess, of course, but uh, they did. They did call it Nefetavl. Uh At least some of them did. I don't know if the Vikings this called is... themselves Vikings, did they? I, I don't know enough about that's that history. That's a great question. I should have. That probably should have come up in all my Viking research that I did. Probably right? not. They no, probably they... called themselves like <laughs> the good guys or something like that. You know what I mean? Right, like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was. I'm sure it was in whatever language they were. I don't think. I think Viking is probably in English. Anyway, we're getting off track here. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the history of this game, you know, this is the main thing that people write about when they write about this game. They write about the history of the game because mostly archaeologists who are writing about this game, uh, more so than any books have been written about strategy. So there, there are a lot of uh, books on the history of this game. And Pete, would you believe that I read a book about the history of this game to do the research for our podcast? What the heck, Andrew? What a waste of time. But congrats well, and thank you. Uh, no, well, I agree that it's a waste of time because I didn't do that. I actually just went right to <laughs> Wikipedia and read that. <laughs> well, good. Honestly, honestly, I feel better for you uh, knowing that now because I was about to be like, "Good lord, are you, Andrew, are you why'd you do me? that?" I, I'm, I'm a dad. I got. I don't have enough time to play one full game of this thing, and I got to make one move at a time. I don't have time to read yeah. a book. Okay, I just read. Yeah, I was. I, well, I was about to. If that was true, I was about to be like, "Listen, Andrew, we got to talk about how we got to get you doing other stuff with this time you suddenly have." You know. <laughs> <laughs> Nefertavl, uh Kind of the interesting thing, and I'll get more into this later. But the interesting thing about this is that nobody um, really, truly knows the rules to this game of when it was played back by the vikings uh we've just kind of had to piece it together through archaeology and just a few little things that are left here and there but it was played during the between the fourth and twelfth century um so a while ago in what is today norway sweden finland denmark iceland northern britain um all the places places the vikings were Mm. minnesota you know that joke will probably yeah 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 (laughs) uh but it no it, f- it fell out of style in Northern Europe once the rise of chess happened. Uh, chess kind of, you know, regular old chess, kind of took a, took the place of Viking chess. Huh. But they think that this is based on an old Roman game, uh, the predecessor of Nefetafel. It's called the Game of Brigands. That's what they called it. And there are, there's a whole family, like you kind of mentioned earlier, the whole family of, of Toffel games. 
Yeah, Toffel, I think, is like a Scandinavian for uh, maybe Swedish or something like that for table, I think. So it's like table games yeah. is the idea. Table. And then, of course, they had to, I guess it was table, and table kind of also means game, I guess, in this language. Um, ah. Because you would just play play games on the table. My uh, kind table of culture, know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right? uh, a, if you're saying table, you mean it's game time, baby. <laughs> exactly. And you're and you're eat, you're eating your uh you know big ox uh hamburger or whatever on top of a settlers of Catan you know uh <laughs> board or whatever you know what I mean you don't have plates right you ha- you have uh you know twister spinners or whatever you know uh... <laughs> <laughs> twister oh twister uh anyway uh so eventually they. they... The, the name Nefetafel came to distinguish it between other games that once they started coming up with other games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nefetafel roughly means a f- fist table or fist game. So uh, at least that's what one thing that I read said. It's an old old Norse, but this is a language that uh, is not widely spoken anymore. It's kind of like old English, you know? Yeah. And definitely, and definitely do, I can't stress enough, listeners, do not search fist table uh, when you're looking <laughs> for this game. And Andrew and I are not liable for whatever you find on the internet if you are ter- typing fist table into uh, into your Googles yeah, and your Bings and your Ask Jeeves <laughs> out there. You know what I mean? And your Ask Jeeves. There it is, Ask Jeeves. That's a p- another part of the uh, the two can play that game drinking game we mentioned Ask Jeeves. So. <laughs> trying to, trying to, to slip Jeeves in as much as possible. <laughs> Potentially the funniest search engine, Psych No Bing is. So there are a bunch of other names that this game went by, including Tablut, like you mentioned, a bunch of other ones that I couldn't pronounce. Uh, but the Tablut version was played much later. It played almost uh, played until the 1700s. And that's when somebody wrote down the rules uh, during the 1700s. And it was it was in Latin. And it wasn't until the uh, the 1900s when somebody tried to translate that Latin into, I guess it was English. And... Um, they made an error when they were translating. That caused a lot of confusion about what they thought the rules to these games were when they were trying hmm. to figure out how to play. And in fact, the I think the Latin said that you have to capture the king on two sides, and they they got it as like you have to capture him on four sides, and that kind of made it really uneven. And people were arguing about this for the past hundred years or so. There were all kinds of other rules that people have debated about, added in on their own over the over the years. Uh, all kinds of different variations. There's uh, like some games are obviously you only need two to capture the king. The king has to escape to the corners. That's kind of a newer addition. Originally, they the king just had to escape to the edge in older versions of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some games where the king is weaponless, which means the king can't assist when you're capturing another piece. All different size boards, and the list goes on and on. So, But it was finally the Copenhagen rules when they came about. Um, that's the primary rules that are used in tournament play today. These rules uh, went through many changes and tweakings, but it's it's said to be the most balanced game of Toffel that there is. Um, so, you know, even though we don't think it's totally balanced, um, they, they say that it is statistically. You know, they've used computers because this game wasn't finalized until as recent as 2012. I was kind of shocked by that when I wow, yeah. read that. It's, it's it's taken that so the long version really that we're it. playing, technically, Andrew, was yeah. the rules for it weren't finalized fully until as recently as 2012. How about that? That's right. So it's an ancient game, but it's a very m- new set of rules that, that we're using. Right, which uh, is, again, you, you were saying it's based off of what they found written down about Tablut, and then they kind of backdoored 
filled in the rules for Nefetafel specifically, right? So exactly, you, like it was using a that game. as a reference, right? Right, because it looked similar um, and whatnot. Yeah, the Vikings never wrote anything down themselves about how to play the game, but they found lots of different versions of this game in mostly in grave sites buried with uh, prominent people, usually people who are military leaders, things like that. So they. Uh, this was kind just of people people just being me. petty about games that they won. They're like, hey, when I die, just bury <laughs> me with the board set up like that one time that that I absolutely crushed William. You know what I mean? And right. uh, and he looked like an idiot. Can you just make sure you set that up? <laughs> and then they're like, just put my hand, just put my dead hand on the piece on the winning move, so that. And then also ask William to come around every now and then. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. You ever think that yeah, they're like uh, in? Yeah, you know, in uh, 1,500 years when some archaeologist digs me up and it's William's descendants, I want them to know that I, I owned William every time I played him. Yeah. It's also funny to me that people, like, throughout history believed that there was, like, a higher power and a place that you'd go after death, but that we needed to, like, bring stuff from this world to it. I think that's just <laughs> always so funny, too, because it's just so funny to, that it's such a limited view of, like, un- the next world where they're, like, you get there and God's, like, yo, did you bring the uh, Nefetafel? And you're, like, no, I didn't. I would have. I thought you had it. And he's, like, me? Why the heck would I have it? It's on It's on Earth. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, you're God, so I just assumed you would have a copy of Nefetop. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so funny. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever. They yeah, were on some other stuff the, back then. Yeah, that's just how they were thinking. I mean, you see that in a lot of cultures. The Egyptians did mm-hmm. a lot, buried a lot of people. In the pyramids like that. and stuff that, like that. That is funny. That's a good point. Good observation, Pete. I like that. It's just, <laughs> I yeah. I never really thought about it. it. Uh, like, like, what do they expect? It's just like an empty, like, living room when they get there, and God's like, oh, oh, you know, Thank, thank me that you arrived. Uh, I've been so bored in the meantime. I don't have any, like, games. Did you bring any game? You got any games on your phone? You know what I mean? And you're like, what? You're God. Just make up games. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, that's good. Uh, anyway, when they found all these boards, uh, they did, like, they found different sizes, different number of pieces. But one thing that's common with all of these is that it seems like the attacking side always had twice the number of pieces as the king side. And there always was that one distinctive uh, king hmm. piece along with the other... Uh, kind of uh, uniform size pieces. So at least that oh, is still intact. So, I mean, you might think that it was just kind of a fun way to pass the time for the Vikings, but um, it was, like I said, it was always buried with like prominent military leaders, and the pieces themselves were made out of like precious uh, materials. So it must have been something that was really important to them, especially since a lot of them were buried with it like right on their lap. Like you said, like you joked about like putting their hand right on it. That's no joke. I mean, a lot of them, they had it right there ready to go for the afterlife. Yeah, that's the funny part too is uh, I don't know who that's for either because you right. see that I feel like kind of common too. Sometimes, you, I mean, we still do stuff like that where somebody's like, yo, when I die, can you, you know, like, can you put my like lock in my hand when you bury me or whatever? And it's like, for what, man? You know what I mean? Like you love your gun so much and you just like, like who like we want to see you one last time with your finger on the trigger or something like that or or whatever or like or like um can you put like i don't can you put a giant's jersey on me and it's like you don't want to what it's not good enough that it's just like in the coffin with you like you want to be wearing it for who yeah you know wow this is making me realize we have a lot of superstition well whatever people have their own i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rag on them for that but anyway 
I mean, I, I know it's a sore issue, Andrew, because your great grandfather wanted to be buried in his uh, Giants jersey. <laughs> I'm just right. like picking, I'm picking, at it, picking at a sore I'm an wound. Eagles oh yeah, fan, and, so oh yeah, really, and you're an Eagles fan, so it's still a sore issue really for your me. family. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he was he 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 asked to get buried in his uh, Eagles suck uh, shirt or whatever, and you, your family <laughs> is still angry about it. Or <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. I, don't bring it up again, please. Um, anyway, no, sorry. So they, I, they think Nefetafel had a lot of religious significance is what I'm trying to say. Oh. But it was something for them to do in the afterlife so they could live a, quote, lordly life in the afterlife. That was what they thought. Hmm. But the game, this is my last point on this. The game Nefetafel recently stirred up some big controversy in the Norse archaeological community. Oh. They found it at a, at a grave in Sweden, like you would expect, you know, found with a prominent warrior. It was found on the lap of... Somebody who is clearly a military leader, a very elaborate Neftafel board, you know, beautiful piece of art there. But upon DNA analysis of this person, it was proven that this was a woman. And the Gamergate all over again, baby. This is so (laughs) funny that Andrew... Please continue, yeah. but I my head's about to explode in how <laughs> ironic what you're about to say is. So a lot of archaeologists were now saying, oh, well, this wasn't somebody who was prominent. No, they weren't a military leader. Come on. Uh, the archaeologists who worked on the site, the, the ones who actually found this person, are saying, yes, this definitely was a military leader. And it's just kind of turned the whole oh, idea of... My dude, is this you know, an Onion article, my man? You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just like... Where, <laughs> It's like <laughs> people are looking back on ancient history and going like, well, she was probably a casual gamer, though, because she was a woman. You know what I mean? Like she probably was into like Mario, but probably like not into like Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? Like still having this argument, even yes. <laughs> even even with board games, even with not even just board games, because I'm sure that happens uh, in modern day with board games. I know it does, uh, unfortunately, sexism in, in, in games. Yeah. But misogyny and sexism in ancient board games is just like, yeah. can we ever escape this? You know what I mean? It's just like amazing that, well, uh, I think that, the, that that is a real headline, basically. I think the debate is not not if the person, obviously, because there's no doubt that this person played played Nefertafel, um but now they're saying well you don't have to you don't have to be a military leader to be buried with Nefertafel, which was the common thing before that but i'm uh, saying no you you kind of do like that was always the leaders we always said the prominent I people see. they they were buried with Nefertafel. right the, so the they're pe- right so they're 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 changing the idea that this was a signifier of um right. prominent uh, military leadership but or something like that I, just because it doesn't fit I their think, narrative yeah Right. I'm not an archaeologist, so I don't really know. But from what I read, it seems like there was a lot of other very ornate things with this person. It was clearly they took a lot of time and care to to bury. Right. Them. There's literally a sign that says like this per- <laughs> this woman is a military leader or whatever, and they're like, hmm, that's funny. <laughs> right. Where did that fall in here from the grave of a man or something? You know what I mean? Like it's just like you're n- <laughs> you guys are nuts. The links that you'll go to to not admit that maybe in a maybe in a cult at at one point. There was a culture that respected women, you know what I mean, to the and and could see them as strong leaders no. or whatever. Like there's still guys going, hmm, no. they can't explain why uh, why it seems like this person, <laughs> this woman, was a military leader. I'm not going to say that all Vikings, for all of their history, uh, respected women in that way, but no, uh, that's a good point. But, that's a good point. But you do have to admit that you know, hey, maybe in some areas there, you know, there were people. It was who possible were, um, at least. Yeah. Yes. You know, come on. I mean, people. It's 
you know, not all Vikings were the same, I guess we could say. I don't know. Yeah, I um, guess that's true. In fact, probably hardly any of them were the same, honestly. I don't, if I know anything about <laughs> that, Vikings, I point. think they were just kind of like, you know, they were kind of their own group, every single one of them. Anyway. Yeah, they lived, they lived free, you know, you know what I'm saying? The free people, yeah, yeah from yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones or whatnot. Yes, exactly. I guess. I don't know. That's probably not good either. I literally have no idea what how offensive I'm being to Vikings or not. I have, I <laughs> there may be the people I know the least about in this world, Andrew, possibly. But well, I'll say that from what I know about the people who are living in their territory nowadays, those countries have it have it down. I feel like those are like some of the always ranked as like the happiest countries in the world. So oh good yeah, job, Scandinavia. Yeah, Vikings. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, talk about from from what I right. Obviously, we don't have to get too far into it, but yeah, you and I are big fans of the idea of a <laughs> strong government taking care of its people. You know, <laughs> so anyway. just people being happy. That that should be the goal anyway. But a nation state putting the uh, you know the the happiness and and thriving of its people at the forefront, even if it doesn't mean money anyway. Andrew, I <laughs> even if the Vikings were uh, you know bloodthirsty. Uh, warlords, I'd say at, le- at least their uh, descendants uh, got something right. So Have we'll universal health care. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the long history of Nefetafel. Wow. But there, like I said, there are books and books on this. You can go and read it for yourself, people, if you have more time than I do. Uh, cool. I guess all we have to do left is to get to those reviews, Pete. Review on this, baby. review on this all right andrew i'm gonna review on this i'm just gonna go and read some of the reviews that i found for this game andrew on the internet i don't know if you heard of this thing but it's uh, connects computers via like a web and people go and act nutty on it which is mm, chef's kiss lovely i'm very excited for this i always feel like i always feel like the games that are a little bit older that are not like you know current like euro kind of games i feel like these always have the better reviews these are always kind of like the nutty people out there we'll, we'll see yeah yeah i gotta say there there aren't nearly as many reviews for this game as there are for some of you know some games basically i i think well this, I, I think as people probably have suspected this is not the most popular game in the world these days the problem is that the vikings never wrote down their reviews in a way that would stand the test of time you know they should have written in stone or something that we could find that then we could really get into the reviews yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah andrew um so basically what we're saying is what what we lack in quantity we hopefully will be making up for with quality here is the idea so (laughs) let's start with this one andrew this one this person gave it a three out of ten so they're not a big fan really necessarily they said fun factor colon very low complexity colon not very high replayability colon i want to play this game with someone who holds no punches hmm okay andrew so this guy just wants to join a fight club i think is what's going on (laughs) here because he's basically they're basically like the game's trash uh but i want to get in the room with someone who's ready to just throw punches you know what i mean like i don't even care about this game this game's terrible but I, I am interested in the idea of facing off against somebody who just punches like nuts, you know? Yeah, well, it is called Fist Table, right? Didn't we say that? There That's, you go. Uh, yeah, so maybe they ran maybe. it through a translator and they were and they just got done with the Fight Club book or something like that. And they're like, I am Tyler Durden, you know? Yeah, right, right. That makes sense. Andrew, this person also gave it a 3 out of 10. They said, give me Dustin Hoffman or give me death. 
Seriously, talk about using a movie to get sales. Now, Andrew, I have no idea what's going on with this review. Uh, I I just assumed there was something I didn't know, and I there could be, but I tried I tried to look this up. I you know uh, Dustin Hoffman Neffeltoffels, Dustin Hoffman Viking Chess, you know Dustin Hoffman XXX. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, but uh, when nothing came up, nothing, Andrew. So I have no idea what this person is oh. referring to. Now, I, I love Dustin Hoffman, personally. I think he's one of our America's greatest actors. So I do uh-huh. appreciate a good random shout-out. Uh, but I have to admit, I this one escapes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at first I thought, is that that... Oh, what is that movie called? It's like The Last Warrior or something like that? Or last... Huh. I look up. Somebody's screaming at their podcast right now. Well, write in, listeners, you know. Uh, tag us on social media or something like that and let us know what this person could possibly be talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Dustin Hoffman comes in with Vikings. but We'll, we'll find out. Maybe when we get to the other side, you know, when we get to Valhalla. <laughs> Andrew, oh, right. this person gave it a boards. 4 out of 10, and they said, not a fan of luckless abstract strategy games, though this one is at least quick and dirty. Now, my hand is, like, hovering over the pervert bell when I'm reading this, Andrea. You know what I mean? But he stopped his review just in time. You know what I mean? Kind of, a, kind of a sketchy use of quick and dirty. Kind of a sketchy use of dirty there. But um, yes, the, he didn't continue. Well, that was where the review stopped. Okay. So I was able to come down from DEFCON 4 or whatever. I, I don't think we need to ring the pervert bell on this. I think this was an archaeologist who just unearthed aboard and it was dirty because it just came Good out point. of the dirt so right right I he was like the thing about this yeah. game is it's covered in decades old dirt millennia right. old dirt or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> right I just put it just putting all of his archaeology notes on uh, a, a review form andrew <laughs> that's how they do it this person gave it a five out of ten they said one year verdict i still like to say neffeltoffel although i don't have a burning desire to play it yes yes andrew i think we both agree one of the best parts of this game is saying the name of it, Nefetafel. It's fun. Yes. Oh, um, I will say that once we started playing this game, I'm not kidding. That You ever have a you know, song stuck in your head? Obviously, everybody has, right? But have you ever had a word stuck in your head? I'm just walking around the house saying Nefetafel. It's fun. And, you know, pe- it, it is. I'm not kidding. I, it's just walking around for three days straight going Nefetafel. Maybe we should learn yeah. Swedish or whatever. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Anyway, uh, maybe I know not. a good chef who could teach us a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's Whoops. canceled. Oh, sorry, Swedish people. Sorry. Yeah, that can't be. Uh, that has to. That has to sting a little bit. Maybe. Well, I guess Swedish people maybe just think it's silly or whatever. But uh, that is definitely just the Henson Company just being like he says he says gobbledygook. You know what I mean? And he's speaking Swedish yeah. or whatever. Anyway, Andrew, not trying to get a campaign started against uh, Jim Henson. Well. Speaking of that, I mean, I did see uh, kind of recently the Muppet Show came on to Disney Plus, and I did notice on on a few of the episodes they have little warnings in front of them, like, "Hey, this is yeah. this was this is culturally insensitive on a few of these sketches." And it's that's like, good, yeah. yeah. That was a little bit, but I mean, but it's not, the Swedish, chef, not the Swedish, but not the Swedish chef, not the Swedish chef. Yeah, <laughs> it was on the other things, you know. Well, so, uh, I don't we'll know. I guess someday. if you got a problem, Swedes, you know, you got to be louder. I guess I don't know. I, I, I I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting in the middle of that one. I'll tell you that one, Chandy. Well, they're super happy. We already covered that. They're super happy over there in Sweden. So right. They're they're, they're not so. right. 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 They're <laughs> they're living kind of a really nice life off on their own. So they're not paying so much attention as to what the Muppet creator, you know, has them. <laughs> thinks of their language you know oh boy andrew this person gave it a five out of ten they said i remember this feeling like an interesting if not incredibly deep abstract but i haven't picked it up in so many years i can't remember what my rating should be 
Well, Andrew, <laughs> I think uh, I think you'd agree with me that this person has done a great job arguing why they shouldn't have written a review, and yet here we are. <laughs> oh, I love these where the person's like, I have no opinion. That's why I'm writing this. It's like, what? Yeah, wait, what? I can't even remember playing time? this game, uh, let alone what I thought of it. Anyway, five stars. You know what I mean? It's like what? <laughs> Okay, people, here's a PSA. If you've never played a game or you don't remember the game or you don't really have any opinion on the game, you don't have to write a review. Just don't do it, okay? We only want people with opinions writing reviews. That's what they're for. Yeah, 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 yeah. In an ideal world, you know what I mean? In a Scandinavian economy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. They said, custom-made soft board edition. Parentheses created for my wedding and used as wedding favors for our guests, and that was it. That was just the review. They're just trying to brag wow. about their wedding gifts, Andrew. You know what I mean? They didn't <laughs> even review the game. All they're doing is they just say, "Yeah, the one we have, we made ourselves for our wedding guests because we're kind of great. We kind of did a great wedding where everybody got great gifts." You know what I mean? Wow. I don't know. That must have been one heck of a Viking-themed wedding. I want to know what the rest of the yeah. wedding was like. Or what if it was not Viking-themed yeah. at all? The Viking was not the the Viking stuff was not explained. This didn't happen in Scandinavia. This is like right. You know, they somebody... just gave them this game, and everyone's like un- opens it, and they're like, "What the heck? How do you even play this?" And and they're like, "I'm glad you asked." There's actually uh, 15 different variants or whatever, and like everyone like leaves slowly, like leaves the reception. A... Everyone's slipping out the back door. You know what I mean? The rules are heavily debated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the DJ gets on the line. He's like, hey, let's give it up for the great couple. And now that board game that you got in front of you does have debated rules that we don't technically have the actual original rules for. You know what I mean? Just like going off like, I'll be your DJ today. I'm DJ Davy Dave. And here I am to tell you about the history of the board game in front of you. It's actually kind of debated, you know. <laughs> Someone's just yelling out like, just put on the Baja men. You know what I mean? Just... <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they said, Berkshire Open Tournament Champion 2017. And that was all this one was, Andrew. So, again, another bragger. This person just jumped on to the review section to just say that they won a championship. You know what I mean? Of this game. Oh, wow. (laughs) Congrats on the win, my man. You know what I mean? Now get out of my reviews. Uh, I wonder. Ooh, I want to look that up. Is the Berkshire uh, Championship, was that a big one, or was that just like... You know, a couple guys who lived in the Can't town be. there. Can't uh, be. There's no big you know? ones. You know what I mean? This is right. a game that two people play. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I mean, no, that's that's uh, dismissive. But in in the relative scheme of things, you know what I mean? There aren't a ton of people playing this game necessarily. So yeah, not they not do to have it. you know, not to take a total dump on on the tournaments for this game or whatever. It, like that, it, it's it's. I'm sure there's a lot of great play out there and a lot of great players. But it's like yes. I don't know that I would necessarily go around telling people I won this championship first and foremost. You compare it to chess or Go or even backgammon, this is far fewer uh, yeah. players, but I'm, the good ones are good. Yeah, we'll give them that. The good ones are good, the, the, and the ones that think they're good are maybe not so good. You know what I mean? I did watch a video <laughs> online of a final game in a championship that was very bad the people were very bad in it so <laughs> i know that there are good players out there people who take it seriously and are very good at it but i also know that just purely you know by percentages and probability there's a lot of bad <laughs> players out there too and they might, they might be getting farther in the tr- tournament than maybe like your typical chess player would bad chess player yeah, you know what i mean yeah. andrew 
This person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, I'm making a custom set with Fimo, in parentheses, Knights Templar versus Jesus and his Cardinals. Record scratch, Andrew. Hold on. Were the Knights Templar trying to attack Jesus? <laughs> How is this man going to be making a custom set where it's the Knights Templar versus Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, I could have sworn wow. they were like you know defending him or whatever but uh i maybe not maybe i just didn't know uh i thought that's they're jesus and knights templar not to get into a whole history lesson here but they're from different time periods i believe right it's like they're not, also from uh, different time periods right so this is a uh this is some kind of an anachronism with... yeah this is a this is a fan yes fan fiction slash fiction um knights templar falling like in love with uh jesus, jesus. or Jesus comes back from the dead again. Comes back from the dead, right? Uh, and right. Like, tells the Knights Templar, like, no, this is not what. And then they have to fight it. You know, like they thought right. that they were doing Jesus's. Jesus word finds or a secret, uh, knows a secret, uh, and they're like, yeah. we can't let him get out alive. You know what I mean? Oh, all right, perfect. Yeah. It's like a new yeah, Dan. No, it's a, be, basically it's a, a new Dan this Brown. Is... Yeah, it's a new Dan Brown yes. book uh, slash movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, perfect. It's time get traveling. Get on the Jesus. line, baby. Tommy Hanks on the line. Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they just said, old and good. That's it. Short. Sweet. <laughs> to the point. Covers all the most important parts of a review, Andrew. Is it old? old. Yes. Is it good? Yes. We're done here. <laughs> also, the review of my grandmother. You know, old and good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe the guy thought he was at... Uh, Boardgamegrandmas.com or whatever. Grandmas.com. <laughs> oh, and I have to stress to the listeners, do not look that one up either, folks. It's not going to go well. Can't stress that no, enough. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, Andrew. Oh, boy. Uh, yep. What did I just hear? Was that like a knock on your door? Nope, it wasn't. I didn't hear oh. anything. Well, anyway, on to the next review. Oh, wait, hold on. Andrew, <laughs> I'm definitely hearing a knock, and they're knocking louder because it seems like they're almost losing their patience at the door, Andrew. Go check out who it is. I hope it's not an angry horde of Vikings. Oh, it's just Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Okay, Dr. Fraser Crane, come on in. Dr. Fraser Crane's here. He's going to help us count down the top ten phrases that you will hear someone say while playing this ancient game of Nefetafel. Number ten. Nefatable. Neftable. Hefeweizen. What? Number nine. Remember when you suckers pledged to die for me? Number eight. Welcome to Marvel Cinematic Universe Chess Ragnarok. Number seven. It was in the oath you took. It's not my fault you didn't listen closely. Number six. Yeah, around here we like to grease up the king and let him run around the yard, see if the boys can catch him. Number five. All right, listen, we don't have time to renegotiate your oath. Number four. Oh, no, sorry, I can't play Nefetafel today. I only play uh, play this game on Thursdays in, in honor of the god of thunder, Thor, and his day. Number three. Fine, you don't have to die for me. Just get hurt really bad for me then. Number two. Great Odin's Raven. That was a nice move. Number one. Well, I'm going to head out. You guys can finish with the murderers, right? Chess break. 
Oh yeah, it's time for a chess break. Andrew, let's take a little bit of a break from talking about Neffeltoffel Viking chess and get back to um good old standard chess, baby. Now we've got an uh, ongoing game of chess, and Andrew, I'm gonna say it right now. We got time for you to make your move. So let's go for okay. it. Don't squander this time we got. All right. Um, I'm just so used to playing Nefertafel that I might just start sliding my bishops and knights around like rooks, so just watch out. Hey. No, 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 not today. I'm not moving any of those pieces. Actually, today I'm going to be moving my pawn. I'm going to be moving one of my pawns up to d5. Okay, so that pawn's just moving up one space. And okay. I'm just adding a little protection onto my uh, onto my knight there. You know, you're, you're okay. threatening my knight. I don't like it, so, of course, I'm just saying this. For the benefit of my of the audience here, I'm just I'm, normally when I'm playing chess, I wouldn't be saying my strategy out loud because right. most of my most of my strategy in chess is just is just hope that the other person messes up uh, and then I can capitalize on that. That's really I mean, all that's I chess. For. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. right that's chess. <laughs> uh, so, but if you do want to, uh, if you don't want to rely on just my my description of this, you can go right to our our uh, website slash Tumblr. Two can play that game podcast.tumblr.com. You can see all of these great moves that Pete and I have been making on our chess game. That's right, Andrew. And uh, I would do that right now, Andrew, but I ain't got the time, my friend. And then pack that oh. chest pack that chess up. Put it in a suitcase, my friend, because we gotta get back to the show. Okay. Uh, just make sure though that when I die, bury me with this set, okay? Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just write Andrew Rocks on it, uh, spelled out in chess <laughs> Thank pieces. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. No, write write on it. Uh, check out our Tumblr at Two Can Play That Game Right. Exactly. So that- yeah. Yeah. Uh, an ancient uh, or a, a future civilization, Jetson civilization, uncovering your body and going Tumblr. What the heck is that? And then they yes. look it up, and it's all. Um, you know, My Little Pony uh, slash fiction or whatever. <laughs> Andrew. Well, no, then they're all going to go to our website and they're going to rediscover our podcast. And then finally we'll get, we'll be like Van Gogh or whatever. Yeah, we'll get real posthumous uh, heroes, you yeah. know what I mean? Everybody yeah. will love to can play that game. It'll be like the most popular thing out there and we'll, we'll be long dead. Uh, it'll yeah, be great. these guys must have been revered by their uh, peers or whatever. And meanwhile, we're, <laughs> I'm eating beans out of a, out of a tin can hoping, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm paying hey, uh, some Instagram influencer to try to get me more listens or whatever, you know what I mean, with my uh, final dollar or whatever. The, the uh, oh, sorry, boss. The DNA analysis came back. Uh, turns out these two guys were just uh, two sad nerds with only one friend. And uh, yeah, you know, right. Uh, <laughs> you know how? Yeah, our our, our 4D uh, DNA uh, has has reassembled <laughs> their life. You know, like we're, they're so far in the future that just with our DNA they can like you know they could we they get a hollow a hologram reenactment of our life and they're they're like they turn it off and they're like this is too sad actually let's go back and uh, <laughs> let's go let's we go back re- to our paradise re- world known as. Sweden land or what you know just yet the reveal is that (laughs) (laughs) Scandinavia everybody has adopted the Scandinavian system well I would say that um Scandinavia the one I do I do love Scandinavia the one drawback for me at least is that it's pretty cold uh most of the year but you know by that far in the future hey global warming baby that might be a paradise so uh that could might be the only place we can even live Andrew at that when they when they discover our dead bodies in a sarcophagus yeah (laughs) No, oh, I mean, uh, honestly, that's fiction. Clearly, we're lying. Uh, that is very fictitious. Um, we're going to be very much alive, Andrew, when we uh, have to move to a different country to live, when, when the <laughs> entire world, when much of the world is unlivable. Anyway, yes. 
Andrew, speaking of the world collapsing in on itself, um, I, I, this segue is collapsing in on itself, Andrew. We might as, let's just get <laughs> let's just go straight to market research. <laughs> market research. Oh, it is time to worship the mighty markets and get right into our market research. We're gonna research ways to make this game of Viking chess appeal more to the masses. How are we gonna sell Nefetafel to people out there? You know? And I would just say right off the bat, just start selling it. And when have you seen this in the stores? You know? Yeah. Put a big put a big Viking chess right across the front. Anything with Vikings, people will go for, you know? Yeah, of put all the cool games that they Viking have out there, they've there. got like fifty uh versions of memory, you know what I mean, or whatever, where it's <laughs> right. like apples like fruits and vegetables, or you can get one that's like all baby Yodas or whatever, or you know what I mean? And yeah. there's like 7 million copies, uh, you know, versions of the Game of Life or something like that, or Clue or something like that. You don't you don't have room for one Viking chess, you know? Yeah, no, this is something say, where if you look up how to buy it, you got to go to like Etsy or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yes. usually, usually it's like some DIY bespoke version of the game that you, that you got to find. Yeah, there aren't really any companies mass producing this thing. I would say, you know, put some put some of those horns on the outside of the box. Cover the box in some like fur, you know, well, f- well fake fur. Okay, we know, that's cruel, but uh, you know, some make yeah. it look Vikingy. You know, big wooden shield on the front or something. Yes, make it out of wood. Oh my gosh, people would love it. I would say do some cross branding too. I mean, this is ripe. You could sell this right in uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, stadium, the football team, American football, right? Sell it in that stadium. This is the second Boom. shout out to the Minnesota Vikings uh, that we've given this yes. uh, this episode, Andrew. I feel like we should have reached well, out to them and you know gotten a little bit of the cash back from them, kickback, you know. Oh. Uh, Oh, good point. I feel bad ever since uh, a couple years ago when Eagles fans berated their fans in the parking lot when they came and visited, uh, and it was like yeah. a big mess. So no, I'm that's to too bad. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to give them a little bit. Our fans are kind of savages over here. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of like we're kind of more like Vikings than the Vikings. We're kind of Viking, right? We should be the right, exactly. They can <laughs> let's swap. They can be the nice, yeah. you know, majestic Eagles, and we'll be the Vikings. I would say you could put, come on, Marvel, uh, we could get Thor on this thing. Get Thor, he's a Viking, uh, you mm. know. And I know it's a little late That's for That's not this, a bad idea at all. Up. I mean, they could sell anything. Yeah. They could sell water to a well, Marvel or whatever, right. Disney Marvel. Put put Thor, the next Thor movie, put Thor playing this game in it, and yep. boom. You know, it's it's flying off the shelves. I, honestly, you are, uh, all jokes aside, jokes down, Andrew, that is yeah. a surefire way to sell a bunch <laughs> of board games. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and if that doesn't work, if that doesn't work, we can we can get in on Hagar the Horrible. You remember that comic? I mean, I think that's. Do I remember it? Yeah, I modeled my life after it, Andrew. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> <laughs> all the kids are reading that on Sunday mornings these days, right? Eating, so we can eating a huge, huge drumstick the size of my head every day, you know what I mean? Um, trying to, <laughs> it's, it's the Hagar the Horrible diet. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, um, it does, honestly, that would be a good Venn diagram of like old guys, you know what I mean? Who Guys who like yes. Hagar the Horrible who are now like 65 or whatever, and also like right. an ancient game from Scandinavia or whatever, that actually probably would work. Yeah, came from an ancient uh, media known as newspapers. <laughs> Andrew, when I first thought about how to market this better, I was thinking, well, let's make it customizable, and the king can just be like the enemy of your choice, whoever you hate the most, oh. you know what I mean? And then oh, you're the attacker, it. you know what I mean? There's like a bunch of copies of you, like almost like an agent 
Smith style or whatever. You know what I mean? Also, side note, oh. we should make a Matrix version of this game. But uh, that's perfect. You remember that scene where there's yeah. a whole bunch of uh, agents? Oh, yeah. There's like millions of them. That's the same oh, as yeah. this game. I heard it was inspired by Nefetafel. You know what I mean? It's called yeah, it's right. called the Nefetafel scene. But anyway, it's called Nefetafel Reloaded. Nefetafel Reloaded, and um, uh, I thought well, that'd be great. You know what I mean? Like there's there's that's uh, how you get Jesus in on this from that other review. Never mind. All right. Anyway, that's how you get Jesus in on this. Yeah, Romans closing Testament in on him or whatever. Yeah. Testament Reloaded. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you. Oh, it's a it's a throwback to the Testament Reloaded, the mo- the most modern. I just book love of to bring Bible. that up yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you like that one. <laughs> you might be the only person that likes it, but I'm glad you like it. It's my favorite. No, okay. All right, people, settle this. If you like Testament Reloaded jokes, uh, send one. T- all I need is one tweet, all right, to our Twitter. at uh, two- Just one. At- that's that's all he, that's all he needs. At yeah. to play that pod. If, if one person sends me a tweet that says, stop the Reloaded jokes, then, then I'll do it. Okay. Oh, all you need is one person saying no. I see. I see. No, you have to opt out. You have to opt out of you this. Have to, okay, right? I person. gotcha. Right. We'll take it out of your individual <laughs> copy of the podcast episodes going forward if you opt out. Andrew, right. I thought it sounded good because it's like, hey, listen, you get to see yourself take down your enemy. You know what I mean? Um, but then I was yes. like, the king kind of escapes all the time. So you don't want to see like the person you hate always getting free, basically. You know what I mean? True. It's right. kind of the game's kind of lopsided. We we've we've agreed. So it's like. You kind you you have to be the the guy that wins all the time basically right so right so then I was like well what if uh, you're the king or you're the queen and your defenders are your mf and vibes baby that's who's defending you and your attackers are your haters Andrew all and then you right. just you call it something like buy haters you know what I mean and then you sell it yes. on Instagram you know with a bunch of motivational quotes about waking up and grinding you know what i mean and getting the bread and not hearing the haters because you got stacks of money coming out of your ears or whatever and the idea is you you're escaping your haters no matter how much your haters try to bring you down you know what i mean you you escape to the corners you know what i mean and succeed so that's how you do it baby this is perfect now we're hitting different age groups okay i'll sell mine via hagar the horrible and then you sell yours on instagram uh to all the all the haters you know and yeah and now we're you you hit everybody who's currently still has a newspaper subscription and uh and i'll hit i'll hit the age group that has never touched a newspaper in their life right perfect (laughs) andrew sounds like two groups i'd love to party with in fact let's see if we can become the life of the party life of the party Okay, that sounds like fun. Yeah, we're going to turn Nefetafel into a party game. Even, of course, we know that nobody listening to this podcast is going to be going to any party. You lonely suckers out there. Come on, you only have yeah, one friend. Yeah, yeah, you lonely suckers. You ain't going to no party. But what if you did in some fantasy world? Know what I mean? How would you make mm-hmm. this game into a party game? Hmm. Well, how about this, Andrew? On this one, okay. when I turn this into a party game, you got to like sign a contract or something for this one. Because once you sign oh. the contract, you're giving the company permission to come to your house in the middle of the night and begin an ambush on you. And... <laughs> Once it has been established, once you turn your lights on or whatever in your room, uh, you also you have to sign a contract saying you don't own a gun, I guess. Cause they, they, <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, one, uh, once that's happened, once you know that you're in the middle of the ambush, you know, surprise ambush, one of you moves at a time on either on on the attacker and the and the you know defender's side, and you got to face a direction, and then you go any distance in that direction, and you got to get out of the house. 
and they're trying to stop you basically. Yeah. And and maybe you do something like like escape rooms where you get your picture taken with a sign afterwards and it says like I escaped the ambush, you know, or something like yeah. that and there's like uh, you know, emojis on it or whatever. There's like an eggplant and peach emoji for some reason on the sign that says you did the escape room or whatever. Yeah. Well, can we get them all can all these people be dressed up like Vikings? Yeah, we could do that for you. We'll just have a box full of uh, Viking helmets and fur that you can put on that never gets washed by the, you know, by the staff or whatever. Right. So you're just, just right. full of lice. And then at the end, you, yeah, then you put that on like for the photo booth or whatever. Like, you know, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's it's always good to appropriate, you know, a culture's clo- clothes for a for a <laughs> uh, for an Instagram photo opportunity. You know what I mean? I, we, we just like we just had like haven't haven't learned the lesson yet <laughs> just like yeah that sounds good now i've got a um an idea this is kind of a business idea actually i think you can make some money on it you remember these kind of places where i wonder how many of these places will survive this uh sadly survive this pandemic these businesses where you go in and like throw axes at a wall remember this kind of wow place? yeah wow right? yeah that that kind of sounds like a viking kind of activity to me i i know that they yeah. were big into axes so i'm thinking you make you make a business kind of like that, but it's like a whole mead hall. You know, first of all, you serve mead, uh, which is like wine made out of honey. Delicious. Okay. This sounds good. You're combining alcohol and and weapons. I like it and so axe far. Throwing. You got you got singing Viking songs. You got uh, you could do blacksmithing lessons in there. You could have like big mock up like boats that you could row and stuff like that. Um, yep. Maybe they're like part. Maybe they're like party boats. You know, if you live, if you have this place near water, you could actually treasure you can steal and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so, and then of course you got Nefertafel tournaments happening in this place. It's it's just it's just a great time. I think people would pay for it if you know if they could come out. I like it. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It just becomes a Viking experience. The Viking experience yes. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Viking party. Sell them a uh, bunch know, of and, whale meat. I guess is you know. Yeah. Viking party. Don't, Honestly, don't that wouldn't go Viking well. You probably shouldn't do the whale meat thing because that's already a hole. <laughs> the, oh, the whaling, the whaling industry another. stinks. But so uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah that's, don't don't do that's, that. It's yeah, but uh, imitation um, whale you know meat by brought to you by you know yeah, the, it's called Beyond Whale. Beyond Whale, exactly. But that's it. That's my idea. Um, I like it. Hey, Pete. <laughs> oh, jeez, we never transitioned in this before. Yeah, I'm. Uh, su- I am re- strapped and loaded and ready to hear your transition into this one, Andrew. Let's go, baby. <laughs> hey, Pete. I think. Uh, don't look now, but I think standing behind you are those guys from those old Geico commercials. Oh, you know you're talking, talking about, about Neanderthals. Neanderthals. Yeah, that's right. I am talking about Neanderthals. In this new segment, we are going to be teleported to prehistoric times, and cavemen insist <laughs> that you show them your games. Are you showing them this one? Why or why not? Aha! Uh-huh. So it's kind of a reversal of extraterrestrials here. We're going back in time, and we got to figure out whether that's we're going right. to show them this game. Yeah, Andrew, sure. I'm going to show them this game. First of all, really? I think it's simple enough for them to get, you know? Neanderthals didn't quite um, have as developed uh, brains as we have, is my understanding. Yeah. So I don't know that they're going to necessarily be playing, I don't know, Android Netrunner or something like that. But uh, but this <laughs> right. one I think they could probably play, you know? And second of all, it might set them on a more logical path sooner, you know what I mean? Like, I think once they get it um, and then they start to think about strategy and, like, 
reasons why they move the pieces certain ways. Like maybe they're already getting into like logic, you know, maybe a little bit before they normally would have if they were just still had a bunch of sticks and fire and stuff, you know. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'd have like flying cars by now. You know, you go back to the future and you're like, oh, look at that. We got kind of got a jump start on civilization or whatever. Maybe we just like evolve more by this time that we're alive, you know what I mean? And we don't have to live mm-hmm. in this purgatory period, Andrew, where we have really complex brains, but we haven't figured out how to live in peace and tranquility, you know? What I yeah. what we like to call no, current that. reality, which is where we are kind of stuck in the middle of evolution, where we can kill each other really good because our brains are big, but um, we haven't tr- quite figured out peace yet. You know, maybe we can right, get a little bit, a right. little bit further ahead by the time you and I are born. Unfortunately, also so, the possibility does exist, Andrew, that this game does teach them how to ambush and kill really good too. So honestly, <laughs> we might also get back to the present day, and then it's just we immediately get murdered because instead of right. going towards peace, it actually just you know, be, we become really even better killers, basically. And either way, I'm down, Andrew. Whether I <laughs> just way, come back down. and immediately am killed, or I come back and it's a peaceful <laughs> paradise. Oh, I see where you're going. All right. You either want it to be great or nothing. Uh, yeah. No, okay. None of this purgatory. You're not a fan of purgatory. Okay, I get it. Very cool. Not exactly a Knight Templar, you know what I mean? Worshipping. Right, right. can't, can't wait to go to purgatory, you know what I mean? I'm going to say no, I am not showing uh, Neanderthals this game. What? Um, because, yes, because I, to be honest with you, much like those cavemen in the Geico commercials, I'm a little insulted. We came up with this segment, and immediately you put it into this game, with into this game's uh, episode. I don't know. I think uh, I think that Vikings were much smarter Unrelated. than Neanderthals. Unrelated. Don't you, oh, really? Andrew, okay. trying to write a medium article about, uh, <laughs> you know, the behind the scenes of uh, no, <laughs> two can play that game where I hate where I hate Vikings or whatever. In in all transparency, Pete, Pete put this into this episode, and but I believe I was the one who came up with this uh, this segment, like <laughs> the idea like, for right this before, yeah. like as we're playing as we're playing this Viking chess game. Yeah, like, oh, oh that's a good point. <laughs> See, now you've turned the spotlight on yourself. I like that. I have. I have. But uh, I would also not show this game to extraterrestrials because I think it's I think it's beneath them. So I think this this game is right in the sweet spot of Vikings. You know, I think it should. I think it's a little too. I you giving Neanderthals a little too much credit. I think it's too. I think they would just. Well, be I've never met around. one really, so I'm just right, guessing. Right. No, um, I don't really know what I've I've contradicted myself three times at least in my explanation here. So um, I don't. I, I just hope it never happens. I hope. <laughs> Hold I hope on, I Andrew. Trans- like you know, like <laughs> brushing your hair away from your forehead. I'm like, uh, have you always had this pronounced of a brow? You know what I mean? I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what Neanderthals. Uh, I think it's probably just like a huge forehead is what we always think, right, or something like that. Yeah, big bumpy forehead. It's kind of like a Klingon. Uh, if you've seen Star Trek. Uh, the next generation, right? Not the one, not the Klingons from the original series. They didn't have the bumps on the forehead. And there's, I don't know if you're familiar. There's a whole episode where like they go back in time and they see the Klingons that don't have the bumps on their foreheads, and they ask like, "Hey, <laughs> why these are Klingons? Why don't they have the bumps on the forehead?" And then Worf, the Klingon, is like, "Oh, uh, it was a, it was a private matter for Klingons. We don't speak of it." And they, they oh, never explain oh, it. That's oh, they, the... <laughs> they, they, that's how they retcon it. Interesting. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. They're just like, oh, we, we never speak of it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's left. Yeah, as a John, Gene Roddenberry was definitely the. I mean, you know, obviously a genius or whatever, but also just very funny that when it, when he was like, "Well, I need to make aliens. I'll just make um, a bunch. I'll just either make their ears different or their foreheads different." You know what I mean? Like, 
Well, you could tell in the latter seasons they started to get a little lazy. It's like, all right, let's just put a triangle on your forehead. Here, here you go. Here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're an alien. Okay, here you go. No, yeah, yeah. It. All right, alien. Uh, you know, they, he's got. He's just got like a bot picking out. It's like a, a, a random generator, alien generator, or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> your forehead is now a circle or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like anyway, he's he's good at what he does. Andrew, yeah, no. Uh, what am I uh, suddenly? You seem like a giant suddenly. Uh oh, and now you're my size, and w- everything else is giant. It, well, this must be yo, babe. I'm shrunk. Yo, babe. I'm shrunk. Yes. One thing we didn't tell our listeners is that for this segment, yo, babe. I'm shrunk. We actually do get shrunk. Okay, we're not. That's this right. is not just some silly segment, right? We we were involved in a terrible science experiment just now. Mm-hmm. We're now a quarter inch high, but you know we still got to finish our ongoing game of Nefetoffel. So how are we gonna yeah. how are we gonna keep this game going, Pete? Yeah, how are we gonna play this game now that we've been yo babe I'm shrunked? And our doctors <laughs> do hate that we do this. They really they can't put their <laughs> finger you know on negative effects yet, but they they swear something's coming. It's not good for you, Andrew. Here's my idea here. Instead of just figuring out a way to move these pieces around and play this normally, I think there's a different angle we can take on this. Once we're shrunked, you can just spread the pieces out fairly well, because then you play a little bit of manhunt behind the pieces. That's what I'm thinking. Basically, the attacker moves from one attacker piece to another attacker piece. You know what I mean? So if uh, if you're at an attacker piece... You're going to choose one of the other ones that it's, that's that's closest by and move to that one. So you're always hopping from attacker piece to attacker piece. That's why you spread them out. And you're trying to keep okay. your eye open for the king because the king is moving from defender piece to defender piece. And they're trying to not be seen, basically. They're trying to escape without the attacker figuring out where they are, essentially. I love this. And they got to decide when to make a run for the next piece based on when they think the attacker's vision might be obscured, basically. So, And no one just can, like, sprint. You always have to be attached. You got to, like, tag a piece. You know what I mean? So you can't just... Yeah. So even if they see you, if you're close enough to the board, then it's going to be a mad dash to to tag a piece, tag a piece, tag a piece, and get closer before, you know, the king can tag a piece, tag a piece, and reach the corner. So I don't know. I I like it. I I think it gives me kind of like... I was thinking, you know, we're, we're shrunk down so small we can essentially hide behind these pieces we got to take advantage of that you know it's kind of gives me like american gladiator vibes or uh yeah you know wipeout vibes (laughs) i guess maybe or like competitive tag you know Right, it's kind of like you're you're uh, in a forest and then there are a bunch of trees or something like that, you know? Exactly. You're trying to hide behind them. Yeah, that, exactly. that sounds cool. That sounds cool. They're, they'd be big, like, stone statues at that point. Yes. How about you, Andrew? What's your idea for what to do when we get shrunked? Okay, so uh, I think I, I wasn't going to make up something quite as fun as you did. I'm just going to, uh, first of all, I'm going to raid the fridge and get a little bit of butter and spread it around on this uh, on this board and then the the pieces, then you could just give them a light little push, and they'll slide to where you want them to go. It's kind of like see. it's kind of like if you played like uh, Zelda for a Nintendo sixty four. You remember there were those big blocks, and you pushed them, and all you yep. had to do was give them one push, and then they'd slide across the whole room. Yeah. Uh, so that's exactly what this is. I just think uh, uh, just a little bit of butter, 
Maybe a little Pam spray. That we can make our own Zelda puzzle. I like that, Andrew. I think that's good. Yes. Yeah, it's like a big slide puzzle. This game actually, side note, this game actually does feel a bit like doing one of those slide puzzles where you're trying to get the picture back in order. because it's like It does feel like a slide puzzle. But also, I would say one reason that you and I specifically probably get those vibes is because the app that we play makes a sound specifically that goes like, you know what I mean? Like a very, <laughs> right, right. A very wild uh, sound effect of some of something sliding. Uh, I guess this is true. My sliding thing is like, well, I think if you were shrunk, you'd have to slide them, right? You couldn't pick them up. I wasn't even. Yeah, they'd be too heavy. Playing. These stones. If yeah. I uh, eventually, when I do play this game on a real board, I'm I will not be picking them up and moving them. I'll just be sliding them and making that sound with my voice. Yes, that is true. That's a good point. I, I you're right. Even even as a fully grown person human being i i would still slide these so we got to get the slide yes. going so in that in that respect i think butter pam that's a great idea olive oil ah, perfect well i think we have said just about everything we can about this game uh mm-hmm. except for one big thing it's we know that two could play this game but should they Two could play this game, but should they? That's a good question, Andrew. How sure are we that two people should play this game? And if we can, Andrew, if we're able, let's put a number on it from zero to 100% sure that two people should play this game. Andrew, I give this one a 59% sure that two people should play mm. Neffeltoffel. I'm uh, more than half, you know, I'm not not 50, but I'm not going to get so high on this one. This one is not bad, Andrew. I I, I like playing this one. Um, and like you said, we've, we've played in a number of games with each other, and I've, I've enjoyed it. But uh, I don't necessarily feel like I have to play this one again. Um, it's cool. Right. It's a little imba- unbalanced. It's a little mm, simple, I guess. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, it's enjoyable enough. Uh, it's cool to think of some different strategies and to figure out the strategies for this one. But uh, it doesn't really rock my socks off, you know. So 59% yeah. seems appropriate for me. Yeah, that seems that seems good. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, that much. I gave it a little bit lower rating. I'm going to go with a 49% to your 59. Ooh. Just because I feel like the... Imp- well, okay, so here's the thing. I think two people should play this game if you're willing to spend a lot of time and play it about 100 times to get good at being the attackers because I just feel like it's too... The king, at least for us, we've played... And it's not like we played two times. we played like probably at least a dozen times at this point and the king has always won. Yeah. And I know that people are really who are really good at this will say, well, you know, you just need to learn the strategy of the attacker. So if you want to put in the time to do that, yes, go ahead. But if you just want to, hey, try it out, um, yeah, I think you're going to find that it's a little imbalanced. And I'm not faulting the Vikings for this, too, because really, this is one of the only, uh, of course, I don't know, I didn't research it, but the only ancient game that I know of that is an, an asymmetric game. You know, all the other ones, you have the same rules the same objective for both sides this is yeah so that is fairly impressive i would say because it's really early on that you get an asymmetric game where people have different yeah. goals I, 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 that is that is very admirable i'd say and very striking it's tough nowadays for game developers to make an asymmetric game that is balanced even now we have computers to figure it out for us you know and they right. they basically did it i guess um although we're still not sure about the rules but they basically did it back 
hundreds of years ago. So you know, yeah, that's them. a good point. But I I'm gonna... am 90% sure that someone should learn about this game, you know, because yes. it's interesting. Yeah, right. But I am yes. still 59% sure that, some, that two people should play this game. Well, you're 59% sure. I'm 49% sure, but that's uh, that doesn't really mean anything at all. We gotta go to our leaderboard. Leaderboard. Leaderboard time, baby. Now it's time to get to the real meaning of this game. How does it fare and compare to the other games that we've <laughs> done, Andrew? That gives it a an average score of 54% sure between the two of us that two people should play this game. Now, that's a lo- kind of low on the list, Andrew. In fact, it is 20th on our 24 currently 24-game list here. I mean, it ain't the worst thing in the world. I like, honestly, I think I have a positive view of this game. I like this game, but... I don't know if I'm going to compare it to every other thing we've played. It is probably going to be lower on the list of things that I would be jumping back into. So this makes sense. I, it's weird. I have a weird feeling about this. I feel bad for it. It's like, it's like ah, you know, it's like a uh, g- good game, but uh, I'm just not that into it. It's like, it's, like, it's yeah. not you, it's me, you know? It's right, like, ah, exactly. It's, it's like, this is You're nice, cool, but we're just, you know? it's just not working out anymore, you know? It's <laughs> like kind of the soft breakup right exactly exactly it's like i think we kind of both have different things going on we're at different points in our life you know (laughs) it falls right right below twixt on our leaderboard which comes at 57 percent. yeah you'll remember twixt was uh putting uh, all those fences together to get across the board uh which i know you were you were a big fan of yeah yeah another abstract uh technically in the abstract category i i would rather play twixt than this game but i know you wouldn't but uh that's true that's true but yeah, uh, but it is well, at least Neftafel is above 50%, and it's well above the next place uh, in 21st place is Connect 4. Right, so that's... which is Connect 4 at 25% sure we were. So yeah, it's 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 well above it. Like you said, it's more than double the percentage points above that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that makes perfect sense. Connect 4 is garbage, yes. and everything below it is garbage too. And this is not garbage specifically, so. No, this is not garbage. It's uh, no, this is buried with prominent leaders and military strategists. Okay, it's definitely not garbage. It's definitely not just a us, you know, a subway wrapper level of garbage, <laughs> like the other ones. Andrew, Ugh. speaking of garbage, how's our relationship going, brother? Let's check in and say, are we cool? Are we cool? Okay, we're going to find out if we are still cool. After playing this game of Viking chess, uh, how many points did our friendship go up or down, Pete? What do you Hmm. think? How do we feel about each other? I'm going to say it went up by one point, Andrew. It's enjoyable. Um, And I don't think there's anything... I don't think we get any kind of like negative feelings towards each other while we play it. At least I I, I didn't. I mean, there's never a time when you're... You know, maybe it's just because we're not so invested that, you know, if you lose, it's kind of like, oh, all right. Whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? So overall, well, I'd say us playing it together was enjoyable as well. So I, uh, I'm i right where there with you. I said plus two, actually, on this. I just think that... Uh, and I think maybe if we got better at it, that might go down because because right now it's like, right. well, if I'm... If I'm on the attacker side, I'm probably going to lose anyway. So I'll just give him my yeah. best shot. Like just, and that's you just okay. Get a participation yeah. Trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. And that's hey, fine. Hey, you put up a good fight. Hey, you, you put can up. almost compliment. <laughs> 
If you're the king, you can almost compliment the other person, like, oh, I almost didn't make it out that time. It almost right. got me. That is yeah. where we're at with this game, where we're like, it looks like you, it looks like you, maybe you're onto something there. But anyway, I did win. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm giving it that extra point up to two, because now we can say that we did it. And I don't think a lot of yeah. friendships can say that they played Nefetafel Viking Chess. I'm glad that this game was brought into our lives, just because, yeah. you know... It's, it's a fun little story you can tell people. What other uh, people in this world who only have one friend can say that they played Nefetafel well? And then we, look, yeah. look, we break the fourth wall and look towards the audience. Perhaps you. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Speaking the of the audience, Andrew, yeah. I forgot they were here. I love talking to you so much. But we got to look at them. They're, the, they're ready to, you know, for more. But I don't have more for them, Andrew. I, let's, let's wrap this baby up and put a bow on it. Because yeah. I'm hoping that this audience tunes in next time yeah we will have more for him next time that's for sure James oh Bond yeah 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 next time we'll be there for you and we'll i swear we'll bring more then <laughs> <laughs> oh unless um you listeners out there unless you get another friend in the meantime you know in which case you, you cannot tune in uh to this show that's right because in that case you're gonna have three friends so that means you should probably tune into three blind dice and that's where the hosts narrate what happens when they try to get three blind mice you know like the song to play a board game andrew and just ends up being a lot of them telling us which direction a mouse is is going they're like well they're going north now oh and now they're uh they've actually turned around yeah i mean it's kind of interesting it's kind of like Kind of like the Puppy Bowl. You ever see that? At, at, kind of like the Puppy Bowl, yeah. which is terrific. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's just mice. But it, it's a board as game. if you right, as if you were not. It, it's as if it's as if you were listening to someone who is watching it describe the Puppy Bowl to you. Also, these mice are blind, which I feel like is kind of somehow it's a little bit cruel. Maybe I'm not sure. I, I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're honestly, mice, I don't know like, why they're doing it. These uh, podcast hosts are uh, kind of the almost evil scientist uh, vibes. <laughs> have no idea why they decide to <laughs> do this with three blind mice but i don't like it's like are you even working for like a university or something like that like what are you trying to accomplish here you know what i'm saying you know what i mean <laughs>